Hey, great to be here. I don't know why, but I haven't been invited to speak at youth for ages. So I must have done something wrong the last time I was here. Who can remember the last time I was here? Oh, two people. All right. Well, I am glad to be here with you. And I want to just honour Pastor Josh and uh, his leadership for, the, for you guys. And let's give him a hand today and just honour him for uh, putting together youth every single Sunday. It's uh, great to see. And all the other team, the music team was fantastic. The, the uh, media team at the back there. Even got my name in lights here. That's really good. Thanks, guys. So I, I just had something happen to me this week. I went down to the southeast of South Australia, which is down around Millicent and Kingston. I was down that direction. And I, was, um, I thought my wife got one of these uh, little Garmin things, you know, where it, it, it's a map that tells you how to get to places. You put in an address and get you there. And I always said to Pauline, you don't need that. It's all on your phone for free. Don't need to buy that thing. So, so I, I went to go to uh, this property in the southeast on a farm and I'm thinking, I'll just use my phone. It's like, gets you everywhere. It tells you exactly how to get there. And the little girl on the, in there talks to me and says, turn left, turn right. Uh, and, and what happened to me is I didn't realise like only 10 kilometres out of Kingston You've got no service, nothing at all, no service at all, there's nothing. And my, my map suddenly kind of went all blank, there were still sort of some lines on there, but there was no place names, there's no street names, there's, there's nothing. And, and the, 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 the little voice kept talking, kept saying, turn left, uh, bear left, turn right. So I'm just following her directions, and then I realised I wasn't anywhere where I was supposed to be. And, and I'm thinking, well, I, I can't even call anyone because my phone doesn't work out here. And um, I got to this place. There's a, there's a famous property out that way. It's called Water Valley, and it's a massive, huge uh, uh, sheep and cattle station where, I mean, it's, it's about the size of Belgium or something. It's crazy huge. And I found myself, there was a little sign on the gate, and it's all dirt tracks, and there's wild deer running past me and rabbits everywhere and foxes. I'm out in the middle of nowhere and suddenly this sign says Water Valley. And I'm like, I've heard of this place. But it's like, I shouldn't be here. So I drove in that gate, but it's like another 25 kilometres till you get a house. And, and I, thought, I go in that gate and then I drove a little bit and then there was another gate that said Water Valley as well. And then little Susie on my phone says, arrived at your destination. I'm like, this is not my destination. There's nothing out here. Now, I, I wasn't lost. I just had never been there, and I didn't know where I was. But it wasn't lost. It was like, I, I've got a little bit of a challenge here. So I had to make a decision right there. Do I listen to what my phone just told me and stay here, and hopefully one day someone comes past and finds me, or do I follow another direction? And so, so many people find themselves in situations like that and think, well, I'm not where I want to be with life, but I'm just going to stay here in the wrong place. Now, one of the great things I want to challenge you with as a young person is that you need to uh, find ways to navigate through life that get you to where you want to be, not where you don't want to be. So I just have a question. Who's here for the very first time tonight? You've never been uh, to these things. One person. Great to have you with us. Sorry you got to listen to me, but... Uh, good to have you here for the very first time. Let's give them a hand tonight for being here. So if you're thinking you're going to hide and be uh, like, like just, um, uh, what's the word? In incognito. I just blew your cover, sorry. But uh, 
I, I was, while I was in the southeast, I went down to Millicent one day to, to see a friend down there. And uh, we're just having coffee, walking down the street in Millicent. And I saw this sign. It's, uh, I've got, uh, I took a picture of it. And if I knew that I was going to talk to you about this, I would have made a, a better photo. That, uh, have we got it it's coming up? There it is. I kind of just did a quick picture because I saw this in, the, in a shop window. I thought, that's interesting. So I thought, I'll just quickly take a picture. But there is no right way to do something wrong. And uh, I want to put it to you tonight. There is no right way to live without God or to live without Jesus. So I think the right way to live and the way God created us is to live with God in our life, to help us. So I have a question for you. Um, how do we read books? You re- with our eyes, but we read from the left to the right. We start at the start and we go from page to page, from page one till we read all of the book. Now, that's not quite how I used to do my book reviews when I was in school. I used to read the first couple of pages, read a little bit in the middle and then read the back and then try and do a book review. And, and uh, uh, if you read a book in random order and leave out large chunks, you probably get the story wrong. And I think my teachers figured that out and say, no, your book review is, isn't right. And, and I, I thought, well, I'm, I'm caught. But that's how I used to do my book reviews. But if we, if we live life leaving large chunks of God out of our, out of our experience, then we're going to get life wrong. So when we give Jesus random parts of life, we'll, have, um, we'll live with confusion, with distractions, and we'll go around thinking that God is silent and distant. Um, Jesus had, has a right way for us, and anything outside that way is the wrong way to live. So Proverbs 14 uh, verse 12 says this, there is a way that appears right, but in the end it leads to death. It's basically saying that we can think we're right in how we're living, but it can lead us down to a dead-end path that we don't want to be. But I want to see people on the way that is right that leads to the best life. So I hope I can point you to that way tonight. So let's say together, there is no right way to do something wrong. Let's all say it together. There is no way to do something wrong. So I hope you understand that, that little saying there. So I want us to, to uh, develop as young people the ability to uh, bring prayers to God that, that actually work. So our prayer and God's answer, because God will always uh, be faithful to the right kind of prayers. And I, I don't know if you've ever prayed to God or ever thought about praying to God, but I want to encourage you that God will answer the right kind of prayers and he's always faithful. That means he always will listen when we talk to him the right way. Um, again, I'll use another psalm found in the Bible, Psalm 25 verse 4. So when I'm saying this, if you're not used to this church thing, when I'm using these references, they're, they're from the Bible. And, and I, I, I really believe that the Bible is a great uh, reference point for our life so that we can live right with God. But it says this, show me the right path, Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Uh, in Psalm 32, verse 8, it goes on and says, The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Who's ever like, likes that kind of idea? Thinking, hey, I just wish I had someone who could advise me, watch over me, protect me. I mean, I, 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 mean, I had a big brother at school. Who's got a big brother at school? Anyone here? And, and my brother didn't watch over me. I said to him one day, because I saw, saw someone have, having a fight, this kid, 
and his brother came in and saved him. You know, his brother came, big brother came and saved him. And I said to my brother, and I said, hey, um, if you saw me in a fight, what, what would you do? And he goes, I'd pay them to keep going. And I'm like, that's not the kind of big brother I want. That's not the kind of person I need to, to look over me. So um, I love it where it says, God will advise you and watch over you and guide you on the right path, on the right way to live. And I, I don't know about you, but life isn't long enough to live the wrong way. Why would you want to live the wrong way on the outside of God's uh, direction for our life? So it's a big mistake is, is when we map out our own path of life instead of following Jesus. So we want him to follow, we, we want to follow him and live in his blessing and goodness. So when we, when we live only giving God random parts of life, it's like reading a book just in random sections and trying to make it make sense. It's not going to make sense. But make, make your own, own plans and wanting God to bless them. It doesn't work like that. We've got to be young people who say, God, what do you want from me? You guide me. Show me, show me where my strengths are. Show me where I'm best suited to, to, you know, for my future, for my job, for um, all those kind of things. And God will watch over you and help you. So... There are key areas to be guided in the right path. And uh, I found a scripture, 1 Timothy 4, and I want to just bring this little portion of scripture and then um, go through it really quick and I'll be done real soon. So 1 Timothy 4, verse 12 to 13, it says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourselves to the public reading of scripture to preaching and to teaching. So I want to see young people in this church being involved in every level of church life. So, um, yeah, I think it's fantastic to see the, the young people um, singing and leading and playing instruments tonight. I want to, let's honour them tonight for being part of that. Um, and, and we're also seeing many of you joining our music team, being involved in, in areas of church life. And I want to honour you. I want to uh, say... That's fantastic to see, and I want to see more of it. So I want you to know from me, uh, as a pastor of this church, I want to make way for people who um, want to serve God, who want to find their way. That's why we have internships in this church. They're predominantly for young people who, who are discovering the call and the purpose of God in their life, that they can find that call and pursue that. So Claire's an intern this year. I want to say it's fantastic having Claire. Um, but uh, one of our previous interns was uh, a girl called uh, Emily Gratz. Who knows Emily? You saw it, Some of you do. Some of you think she's ancient now. But uh, she's now working for a church in Alice Springs as a kids pastor. And it all started here in, in this youth group. And, and I think that is just such a great thing. And then she did an internship with us. And now God's using her um, employed at a church in Alice Springs and ministering to the lives and changing lives of many people there. So I want to just let you know tonight, I want to see young people get their lives on the, the course that God has for you. So some of the things, let's look at this, that 1 Timothy 4. I want to give you, I think there's seven keys that we're going to see in this, eight maybe. Um, I'll, I'll find out when, when we get to the end. Um, it says, don't be... Um, What's the, what's the exact words? Don't let anyone look down on you. I say don't be intimidated because of your age. Don't let people um, intimidate you and uh, I guess make you feel uncomfortable in what you do for God because of your age. 
Um, because God opens opportunity for us when we put God first. When we put Jesus first, he will open doors for opportunity for us. Um, it doesn't depend on, on our age. It's about our faith and it's our obedience. So I want to ask you to choose uh, to, to set up your life path. Say, God, you, know, you might not even know what, what the future holds or what you even think you can or can't do, but when you let Jesus into the part of your life that uh, uh, he can speak to you and talk into your life, then he'll show you and, and help guide you. So uh, choose to impact this world with your life because you might as well make a, a good impact and be uh, an influence on others for, for good. Second thing, it says be an example for the church. So uh, I, I, was in a, I was a youth pastor in a church uh, up in the Adelaide Hills for a long time and uh, the church was doing a building and a little extension and they ran out of money. And it was like, well, you know, we, everything stopped, nothing happened for months and months and months and then a girl in our youth group said, her name was Jess, and she said, uh, um, I, I think... You know, we need to put it to the church and, and we could raise the rest of the money and we need to finish this. And there was all the reasons and excuses that, that other leaders in the church said, well, it, you know, it's because of this and because of that. We'll never see the money. But you know what? She put together a, a, a plan. They, they did what she said. And she was just a, a kid in the, in the youth group. And suddenly we got about $20,000 come in in about two weeks and then they started building and finished the building. And that was because of one young person who was an example to the church of faith, of belief. And that could be you in any circumstance. Maybe Josh needs some people like that in the youth group who will say, Josh, I've got faith for something bigger. I've got faith and can believe God for things to happen. So I want to encourage you to, to be that kind of a person and, and also be the young person who says to, to me or other leaders in the church, what can I do? What can I do to help? Because that can unlock the life purpose for your future. So the next thing it says uh, uh, to be an example of is uh, in what you, what you say, how you talk. Um, start practicing speaking better. And when, what I mean by that is we can speak ourselves down. We can speak ourselves out of things. We can, we can speak uh, bad things about other people that keep them down. But practice speaking life. Um, because in our mouth is power. You either speak yourself out of God's favour or you speak it over and into your life. And you want to speak God's favour into your life. And you do that by reminding yourself of uh, promises that the Bible talks about. Uh, James chapter 3 teaches us, um, it says we've got to tame our tongue. So you sometimes you, you, you might explode with things to say and we do it mostly at home in, among our families. Who's ever done that where you've exploded with your mouth to your mum or your dad or your brothers or sisters? Um, it happens. And what you have to say, what James tells us in James chapter 3, he says you've got to control your tongue. And so you've got to say, down boy, down boy. You know, it's like, it's like a dangerous animal. So when we control our mouth, when we control our words, we frame our future for the best. So I want to encourage you, what you speak frames your future. If you're thinking, if you always say to yourself, I can't do this, then you're framing your future. If you're saying, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm, I'm too dumb or I'm too short or I'm too, you know, uh, whatever, then you frame your future according to those words. And you need to frame your future according to what God says about you. So don't talk your way down and out of, of God's path that he wants you on. So the, the, fourth, um, the fourth thing, the way to live, is uh, found in Ephesians 5.15. 
says to be very careful how you live, not as unwise but as wise. So you've got to be a wise person with your life. And you can live with wiseness from God when you learn to ask for his direction and wait for his timing and allow godly leaders to speak into your life. Now, this is not about uh, allowing people to manipulate you or control you, but it's about having uh, people who care for you, people who want to see the best for you, and uh, asking for their help, asking for their opinion. Um, because there are leaders who want, just want to see you grow. They want to see the best, uh, the best life for you, and you can set that up as a young person or you can mess that up as a young person. So number five, the, the, the other... Uh, example to live by is in your love. First Corinthians thirteen eleven, it says, "If you don't love other people, you are a clanging symbol. It means you just make a lot of noise, but it's all about yourself. Be an example of love. Serve other people, not for what they can give back, but find ways to help. Because it starts in church, at youth group, and and will grow into a lifestyle that has uh, real power attached to it. So I want to encourage you to find ways to." Serve other people. That's how you show love. Sixth way is in faith. Hebrews 11, uh, I encourage everyone to read that, that book in the Bible called Hebrews. It says, to, to be encouraged to start believing God for what concerns you. So the things that concern you, the things that, that weigh heavy on you. Most importantly, ask God to help you shine for Jesus where you are. See, faith isn't believing for luxury and comfort, but pray, Jesus, wherever I am, Lead me wherever you want me to be. That's faith that God responds to. So I want to encourage you to, to have faith like that. The, the seventh one, and I've got two more left. After, no, one more after this. It says, in your purity. 1 Timothy 1 verse 5. This is about having good intentions. Have you ever spoke to someone and you think, well, I, I don't trust them. I just feel like they don't have a good intention. Maybe they're trying to trick me. Maybe they're trying to manipulate or control me somehow. That's a person who has impure motives we want to have pure intentions and believe the best and want the best for other people and you want to have people around your life who believe the best for you who's ever had friends it's really funny we call them friends but all they do is tear us down we, we might think oh but they're my friends and all they say is oh you know you're yeah you're 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 stupid or your breath stinks or you you know whatever else they might say about us but uh, that that's not a friend but you want to surround yourself with people who want the best for you and help you and uh, um, have, pure motives, have pure motives yourselves with other people um, and put God in the right place in your heart is the best way to have pure motives. So the, number eight and the last one, it says to devote yourself. It's about talking to devote yourself to God. So the best way that we can um, do that is to not miss church. If we want to devote ourselves to God as examples to others, don't miss things. Don't miss youth meetings. Say, I've got an appointment every Sunday. I'm going to be there. It's a place we grow. It's a, help, it's a place where we help others to grow. It's a place of spiritual awakening. You know, when I was a youth pastor, there were so many people. I remember one young guy called Bart, if I can just tell you this story. His name was Bart. Have I told you this before? And uh, he, he came to our youth group, came from a fairly messed up family, um, and uh, he, he just came for, for a few weeks. And the first time I met him, he said, oh, well, I don't believe in any of this God stuff. I just think it's so funny and curious and weird. And, uh, and I said, well, that's okay. We believe in Jesus. We believe that uh, he's changed our lives and he can change everyone's life. And he came for about a month. And then 
on, on the, about the fourth time he came, God suddenly did something because he said, I don't believe in God, I don't believe in any of this. But because he just kept coming back, God's, you know, in God's way, uh, revealed himself to his heart, to something inside of him. And he said, you know, I, I, I want to be a Christian now. I want to follow God. So um, that's what happens when you put yourself in the right kind of an environment there. But other people need you. So whoever you are in this youth group, other people need you. They're relying on you. Um, it's about being in the place where God's word is preached so it can reach people. And God will speak to people when they're in that right environment. Um, there's a scripture that talks about iron sharpens iron. So uh, when you surround yourself with, with godly people, with people who have faith in Jesus, then, then uh, your life gets sharpened, your edge gets better, and you can be an effective person uh, in your life. So um, perhaps if I can just have some music playing right now, it would be great. But um, <clears throat> God has been doing some great things as I've been watching uh, this year with the youth. And you guys you know, can, continued through things when COVID shut everything down. You were still having um, uh, regular catch-ups on Zoom and things like that. But I've been watching that God's been doing some great things in people's lives this year and in your lives. So there's a... Um, uh, there's, there's some tremendous leaders here. You don't know that you're a leader yet. There's some people who are, um, are going to do some amazing things for God. And you don't know that you know that that's going to be you. But I want to I want to encourage you today that uh, if you set the right course with your life, even starting from tonight, making that decision, then God can do some amazing things in your life that will impact the world. So as I said earlier, this youth group has already produced some amazing leaders. I'm talking about Emily Gratz, Mariah, um, with what she does with Kids Church. And um, there's Carlos, who was part of our youth group, who's now uh, works for Mission Aviation Fellowship. Um, there's so many great people who've come out of this youth group already. And why could that not be you? I just want to encourage you tonight. Why, why should that not be you to be another person who God uses for his great uh, plans for this world? So looking around, I can see you in the path of God that will lead you to live the right life and as I said earlier there is no there is no right way to do things wrong and we need to realize that that there is no right life without God there is no right way without Jesus in our heart so we're going to spend just a few moments now if we can just perhaps stand to our feet and sometimes it, there's the amazing thing is when you hear the, the word of God well, that's we've been preaching from the Bible tonight and what the Bible says about itself is it says that it's like a, a two-edged sword. It's, it's powerful. It's mighty. It's alive. And uh, when, we, when we talk about God, when we talk about the Bible, something can happen in our spirit. Something can stir in our life that can change us forever. And maybe you've been you know, sitting here tonight listening to me speak and something's been stirring within you. It used to happen to me when I was a young person. I would go to things like this. And, and hear preachers and, and, and I was in no way uh, in leadership I was, I was no way confident and God would speak to my heart and say you're going to preach one day that's going to be you one day and I used to think but, but I'm scared I don't ever want to do that kind of stuff and, and I know there's people here today that you need to step into uh, believing what God says over your life now you might come from a terrible household uh, you might come from a, an abusive background you might come from who knows where just like Bart, my friend, had came from a very dysfunctional and unfortunate background. But God wants to take those 
broken pieces and put you together again in such a way that not only will you be healed, but you'll help heal other people. And that's what is the best part about life. So I would love to pray for people. And if we're going to pray, uh, and if we're going to pray for people, I don't just want to do it. We're going to pray for each other. So some of your friends might want to pray for you. Some other people may want to encourage you. And that's just another step in letting God um, use us to help others that are around us. So the power of God is going to come to us as we do that tonight. So I don't know how you normally do things here uh, at at this point in time, but I'll just get this thing out of the way. And uh, and I'm just going to invite you. We're not going to draw this out or make it too long. But uh, uh, if you want to come and and ask Jesus to uh, take you on that right path, and you could already be a Christian, that's okay. You're just saying, I feel that God, that there's something when I'm in the house of God, something when, when I'm here that God does in my life. And I just want to respond to that and say, yes, Lord, use me. Jesus, you can have me. I want to give you my best. I want to give you my life. And if that's you, even if you're up the back in the sound desk and you want to respond, just do it. This, that'll be okay without you for a few minutes. So if you will, I'm going to invite you to come right now. And I'll and uh, we'll just get some of your friends to come around and pray with you as well and believe for God to do something miraculous in your life too.